uh, in just a couple of minutes, our friend Nancy Kane joins us to wrap up her series on virtues and vices. And we've been kind of dreading this one because everybody loves seconds. Yeah. Like, what are you going to get all my business for about my food? <laughs> yeah. But we're going to talk about gluttony. Wow. The Lord's all up in there, all up in your food and your appetite and all all your seconds, everything. But but see, most weeks you, you, you talk about these and you're like, well, I don't think I struggle with this one. Yeah. No, not that one. I'm good with that one. We're about to find out. I Nancy Kane joins us live. And I will tell Nancy Kane that Janelle says Ooh. she's fine with gluttony. She saw me that weekend for the retreat. She'll probably be like, no, she ain't. I saw her eating. <laughs> hey there, Brian and Janelle podcast listeners. Brian here with a quick item for you before we get to the main content in today's episode. I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast series I created in partnership with Moody Radio that's available starting right now. It's called The Grandfather Effect. And here's the quick backstory. I only have really one strong memory of my paternal grandfather, Tom. And it was when my dad and I were standing shoulder to shoulder in a crowded room right in front of his open casket. And I remember standing there a bit mystified, because, you see, Grandpa Tom had lived only about 15 miles away from my house growing up. And yet I never saw him. He never talked to me, called me, never came to birthday parties. He was no part of our life. He had disowned my family when I was about three years old. And my family was left with lots of questions. Because from our perspective, the reason he disowned us didn't seem to make much sense. The circumstances were so seemingly trivial it just didn't add up. So what happened? Well, about five years ago, I decided to try to find out. And that journey became much more complicated than I could have possibly imagined. And I chronicled the entire thing with a recorder in my hand and take you along in the journey. The podcast series is called The Grandfather Effect. Would you consider giving it a listen? I'd be super grateful for your support. And if you like what you hear, maybe you'd be willing to leave a, a nice review or even tell a friend about it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Thanks a lot. The world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them, for or against, in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life, the gray issues of faith? to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel. Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. She's an associate. She was an associate professor uh, at Moody Bible Institute. Now she is program director at the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. Welcome back to the show, Nancy. Yeah. Oh, good to be with you guys. We're happy about this one because we're like, oh, I think we got it. Like uh, we whoa, don't. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not lie to Nancy Kane. Okay. She can see right through that. Okay. I never said I was fine with gluttony. Janelle said she's fine with gluttony. Yeah, I'm good. I don't think I struggle with that one. Oh, okay. Well, that's wonderful. Teachers, teachers. Yeah, right. Huh? <laughs> I told Brian, I don't know. She saw me at the retreat, so she could be like, I saw you eating. You do struggle. <laughs> Is it just about food? It's primarily about food, uh, whereas the other sins, uh, vices that we've talked about, greed is about possessions, avarice is about, you know, getting things. Gluttony in, 
in the traditional sense of the term really goes to our seeking of food or drink inexcessively. And I think as all the vices, this is very relevant for our society right now because the whole notion of being foodies and focusing on food for food's sake starts to flirt with a whole notion of gluttony. How do you define gluttony? When I've seen what we're supposed to eat, I'm like, that's like a fourth of what yeah, I how, serve myself. How does God feel about the food pyramid, Nancy? <laughs> For real. Well, and I think that in American culture in particular, I think that we, um, what are we known for supersizing? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it's not enough to have just an eight ounce of something to drink. We want to go 16 or we want to go 32 just or because 44. we can. <laughs> <laughs> or 64. Um, right, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a big gulp. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that, that really goes to consumption. And that's really behind gluttony is we're consuming something to fill a greater need. And so uh, it might be taking care of consuming pizza or caffeine or coffee. Oh, no, or, stop. No, um, <laughs> stay away from that one. <laughs> that one hurts. <laughs> but, it, but, but the, the point is we're, we're looking at something to take it in to ingest it so that yeah. we're taking care of something else that's going on for us. So it might be anxiety. It might be a sense of loneliness. It might be sadness. It might be feeling tension about um, um, our jobs or whatever it might be. Food becomes the go-to place for us. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're um, absorbing huge quantities. It's, it's that focus. And so a person can be gluttonous because they're they turn to something whenever they feel anxious. And that's where it gets to gluttony. So no, I'm I'm weird as you know, and one of my favorite books of the Bible is Ecclesiastes. <laughs> yes. And I've memorized not many verses at all in the Bible, but one of them is go ahead, eat your food and drink your wine with a happy heart, for the Lord approves of this. So in 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 what sense then can we enjoy food without it becoming gluttony? It's very powerful that God gave us the sacraments, the communion, as a way to rem- remember Him in food and wine, in bread and wine. Mm-hmm. And in the very act of communion, He's giving us bread, but it's enough bread. He's giving us wine or grape juice, but it's enough for us. It's not too much. He also, um, I mean, throughout the New Testament particularly, we, we see a lot of, He provides the best wine at, at Cana for the wedding. What is he saying there? He's saying it's good to enjoy these gifts from God. It's good to partake in them. The key is what is your motivation behind them and what are you solving for? So if you're solving for, I'm enjoying this because this is taking care of a bigger issue for me, my own self-esteem, my lack of feeling good about myself, my own fear of failure, whatever it might be, that's when we get into gluttony. Okay, good. So then, like, uh, my chocolate-covered pretzels, I'm good if it's just, like, it just makes me happy. Yeah, and I think that, that God has given us all the gifts to enjoy. Yeah. When we start to make them idolatrous and become the focus of our happiness, then that's when it's problematic. There's much more to talk about on that front, and we're going to get to that here in just a minute. Our guest is Nancy Kane. She's Program Director for the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. We'll get her continued thoughts on gluttony in just a moment. Hey, welcome. It's the middle of this podcast episode. You know, the spot in most podcasts where you hear an ad of some sort, maybe a thank you to a sponsor. Well, we're going to do something a little different. Here's what I mean. Did you know the most powerful type of marketing is word of mouth? You know, when a friend tells you, hey, have you heard this podcast? It's so good. You've got to listen. 
And that's what I'm just going to ask for today. We're not going to ask you to buy a product or do anything in particular other than, would you share this podcast with a friend? Maybe it's this episode or your favorite or whatever it is. Pick out a friend or two, tell them about the Brian and Janelle podcast, and ask them to give us a shot. That's one of the ways to help us spread the word and help us stand out in the middle of a really crowded podcast space. We'd be so grateful. Thanks a lot. Let's get back to the show. Today, we're wrapping up our series on virtues and vices with our friend Nancy Kane. She is the program director for the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. We'll get you connected to that in just a minute here. We've been talking about the vice of gluttony. And, and as Nancy's been mentioning to us, it really is not about the food itself. It's about why you're consuming it. And, you know, I think a lot of people use alcohol, Nancy, and, and other forms of, of drugs and such for self-medication, I think is how people would call it. It's to mask negative feelings. I would imagine that Christians, as much as we try to avoid alcohol, I wonder if we really use food far too often as self-medicating. Oh, I think so. And I think that because it's not alcohol, because it's not drugs, I think then we can justify it by saying, well, it's food. It's not bad for me. But again, it's the, you know, um, focus on over too much sweets or too many carbohydrates. And again, that not being aware that that feeling that we get from it is actually what we're going after, not necessarily savoring the food for the gift that it is. And I think that this also, this is an important vice or sin pattern because eating disorders are related to gluttony. You know, anorexia is related to gluttony. And it's obviously it's not a, the true sense of the term. person who's struggling with an eating disorder is not generally eating a whole lot of calories, but they're focused on food. They're focused on, you know, when am I going to eat and how much am I going to eat and how many calories am I putting in and um, how many calories do I have to take out. That's all another manifestation of gluttony. You know, one of the jokes in mom circles is like, kids know, don't talk to me until I I drink my first cup of coffee. (laughs) There's like a fear of whether it's chocolate or alcohol or for some, like I said, caffeine, where if you remove that and realize, man, I am depending on this, what do I do instead? Like, can I function? Can I get to work? So what do you do in the immediate sense of making sure you can survive and do the things you need to do? I think that the key first is recognizing that it's an issue. And then secondly, then going to confession, mm-hmm. going to the Lord and saying, I put this in place. I've been leaning onto this for my sustenance, for my coping, for my emotional well-being. And forgive me because you are the source of life. You are the bread of life. Um, now give me the power to be able to step in and let go of this so that you can be my sustenance. And I think that's really key here uh, in the program I talk about that I have an artisan fudge that I make and so I'm pretty familiar with chocolate. But for a while there, chocolate became my go-to for a happy moment, for um, an unhappy moment. And I realized that even though it was small amounts of chocolate, I was still going there for my emotional sustenance versus going to Christ and sharing whatever that is with him, sadness or happiness or joy or sorrow, and realizing that I needed to put in place a fast from chocolate for about six months to be able to open up that space for God to work. And see, I would imagine a lot of people don't realize they're relying on food as a means of coping with something or masking emotion. How do you begin to recognize that you're doing that? I think that it's 
slowing yourself down enough to be able to recognize how you feel about food. Like, are you planning your day around it in the sense of getting up in the morning and saying, I'm really looking forward to having, you know, whatever it might be, and, the, and seeing if that's a pattern that emerges. Also looking at the food that you eat. People that consume a lot of carbohydrates are generally solving for something else emotionally that's going on in their life, or the same thing with sugar. People that are focused on sugar Generally, it's, it's giving you a serotonin hit in your brain, and so there, you're solving for that good feeling and recognizing, being aware that what's really going on for me? You know, why do I have this pattern emerge? And being willing to look at, I think, is really the key because I've read that overcoming a sexual addiction is actually easier than overcoming issues with food. Wow. Wow. Huh. Be- so, because, go, go, again, we live in a place like that. Go ahead. Well, no, I was, I was curious to figure out why that is. Can you explain that? Well, I think that it's all around us as well as it's a acceptable issue. So if I go to a restaurant and I order a double or triple hamburger, other people around me will go, that, that is awesome. I mean, go for it. Enjoy it. You know, almost like we celebrate it. Versus a sexual sin, there's shame associated with it. There's um, a sense you can you can do it, and it's a hidden sin. Whereas this is out there, but we live in a culture that's a foodie culture. Yeah. Um, we are the only culture in the world that we started this supersizing phenomena. Why? Because we can. Because we can ingest more. We can consume more, and then we celebrate that. So now, based on how you've been describing this, couldn't forms of dieting also be considered gluttony because you're so focused on what you're consuming? Yes, absolutely. So um, the whole notion of there's one thing to be fit and to have a good view of your body and to be taking care of your body at the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's another thing to buy into the culture that says you have to be a certain size. And so therefore, everything that you eat has to be channeled into that paradigm so that why you can look good and why it's important to look good so that other people affirm you so that you're better than everybody else so that you look better than everybody else and I think that that's again where you get to what's the sin behind that not only gluttony it's a sin of pride but now food has become my focus to get to a sense of I am thinner or more attractive or better than everybody else and so diet becomes my idol because it's going to be my way to exalt myself for some people i think there's a an issue of having to really come to terms with how their body has been formed and being able to accept that that it may not be what the culture defines as attractive that's a tough one but i think it's important and all of this helps us grow in our relationship with christ more deeply when we're not relying on food as we uh, deal with life struggles and complexities And we would highly encourage you to consider being a part of one of the cohort programs for the Caritas Center for Christian Formation, where Ray and Nancy Kane are running things and helping you grow closer to Jesus in ways just like this. Nancy, how can folks get signed up for that fall session? They can go to our website, thecaritascenter.com, and there's a place, there's a number of things on the website, describing the cohort as well, frequently asked questions, and then a place that they can fill out an application. Wonderful. Again, the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. Nancy Kane, we love our time with you. We'll have to come up with another series here so we can spend more time. Okay. Yes. I kind of wish there was 12 virtues and vices so we could keep going. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but there's more series. There's more things. We'll come up yes. with something. No doubt about it. Again, thanks, Nancy. We love you, sister. Thanks for listening to this episode. 
Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week. Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle Podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.